So I just turned 30 uh, a couple of weeks ago, and wow, 30 years has flown by. And I've never been one of those people that's weirded out by getting older. It kind of excites me. It's just my personality. I'm a little bit of a optimist. I, I look on the bright side of things. And so I've always been excited about what God had for me at 30. But uh, my wife, Rachel, uh, she always teases me and says, Nathan, you are a goal-oriented person. Well, this is very true. It describes me well. I do set goals, and usually when I set them, I put my mind to it and I get it done. And so I'm specific about what goals I set because I know if I set it, I'm probably going to put my mind to it. So I try to set kingdom-minded goals that that make a difference in in my life, in people's lives, and in my family's lives. I want to impact the world in a positive way. Well, I always had by 30 goals and, you know, like I wanted to get my degree and I wanted to record music professionally and get my license and and all all these kind of things, right? Um, And that's just my personality. With the help of the Holy Ghost, God helped me to do those things that I just mentioned. And so I turned 30 and Rachel teased me and said, well, now you're going to have a bunch of by 40 goals. And I was like, no, I I really don't think I'll do that because I've, you know, God's blessed me so much. And then sure enough, she was right. I have a whole bunch of other stuff I want to do for God and and to better myself, to make myself better, uh, to represent Christ and be a servant for him. And so if that's you, if you're a little bit like me and goals are important to you, This episode is for you. We're going to be talking about goals, kingdom-minded goals, and what it takes to get things done. If I'm talking to you, stick around. It's going to be a noteworthy conversation today. Let's go. tell you a story about a guy named James Irwin. One day, his mother walked up to his room and noticed he was staring out the window. What are you doing, Jimmy? I'm looking at the moon, Mommy. Well, it, it's time to go to bed now. As one reluctant boy settled down, he said, Mommy, you know, one day I'm going to walk on that moon. Who could have known that the boy in whom the dream was planted that night would survive a near-fatal motorbike crash which broke almost every bone in his body and would bring to fruition his dream 32 years later when James Irwin stepped on the moon's surface, just one of 12 representatives of the human race to have ever walked on the moon. He said something very powerful. He said, and I quote, When we are foolish, we want to conquer the world. When we are wise, we want to conquer self. Our life is measured not by what we win, 
our life is measured by the thing we strive for. Wow. Second Chronicles 15 and 7, this is the new King James Version that I'm reading from. It says, but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Do you have plans? Yeah, I'm talking to you. What plans have you made for your life? What do you want to do for God? Well, you've tuned into the right podcast today because our generation has developed a strong focus on goal setting, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, financial, social, emotional, or occupational. Most of us have a list of goals we would like to accomplish. And I think goals are important in life. As I stated in the introduction, I am personally a very goal-oriented person. I believe it's the will of God that we have godly goals and kingdom-minded goals. Did you know that your career path can make a difference in the kingdom of God? What is the definition of a goal? It is the object of a person's ambition or effort in aim or desired result. Now, I'm, I'm not going to take much of your time today. Today's probably going to be a shorter episode because I'm going to get uh, right to the point. But the whole point of this episode, if, you, if you've tuned out, is that you need to make plans to be effective. There is a, uh, a, a personality that has a five-year plan Maybe you're the personality that has a one-day plan. But even if you're a day planner, get up and decide, this is what I'm going to do today. This is important to me. If you have a pen, I want you to write this down or grab your tablet or your phone. Type it down because somebody needs to hear this today. I'm about to help somebody. Here we go. Are you ready? It is never too late to accomplish your goals. Whew, I am talking to somebody right now. You have convinced yourself that it's too late, that there's no way you're going to get it done. Let me give you just a personal example because I've never lived somebody else's life. I'd love to hear your story, but all I can tell is mine. Uh, you know, it was always really important to me. I, I set a goal when I was uh, 20 that I wanted to get my degree through Liberty University, which is a Baptist university. Now, f- for those of you that know me, you know I am not a Baptist. I am a uh, oneness Pentecostal. So we have some differing views. But for me, I felt like that was where God had called me to go. I, I didn't feel called to go to an apostolic Bible college. There was multiple reasons for that. I wanted my degree to be fully accredited, uh, which it was. <laughs> uh, and I always tease people. You know, I finally finished that goal. I got my degree in theology through Liberty University. And 
Now, for you, that may be no big deal, but for me, it was important to me. My parents never pushed me to do that, which is, you know, that amuses people when I when I tell people that, because my dad has so many degrees, he could be a thermometer. I mean, he has his PhD, but he never pushed us to do that. He always encouraged us to just do what we felt God was calling us to do, and I'm so thankful that I have parents like that in my life. Maybe that's not the case for you, but for my story, it was a personal push to get this done. I was not being pressured to get this done, and it took me like nine years, I mean, because I didn't want to take out student loans, and so I would pay cash for every class, and it took me like nine years to get my associate's degree, because I would take breaks, and I got, and I got married, and I had kids, you know, I had, Rachel and I had uh, Judah, you know, I was still in school with Judah, I'd put him to bed, and stay up late, and I would work on my homework assignments at night. The point is, I was 20 when I started, and I was 29 when I finished. You do the math, but a two-year degree really shouldn't take nine years. But the point was, I did it the way I could do it. I'm (laughs) I'm a youth pastor. I'm a music minister. My wife and I travel. We're recording artists. I'm a husband and I'm a dad. And I knew how much time and how much of my budget I could allocate towards school. And I did what I could do. And I eventually reached that goal. Fun fact, my last class was a math class, which I hate math. I'm terrible at math. If you love math, I'm going to pray for you. No, I'm I'm kidding. I love people that love math. Thank God for you guys. You make the world go round. I am not one of those people. But I finished my degree at Starbucks, and I I hit the submit button on my final assignment. And no joke, you're not going to believe me. But when I hit the submit button, the power went out and the generator blew up outside of the Starbucks right when I submitted that. That just felt like uh, it went out with a bang. I am not kidding you. That is a true story. I called like my wife and three of my closest friends and said, you're not going to believe what just happened. But Proverbs 16 and 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So if you want to set godly goals you have to commit them to God. In order to commit something to God, you have to ask yourself some questions. Why is this goal important to me? Is it worth investing my time? Is my family going to have to sacrifice? Because we all know that if you're married or you have kids, you will not be the only one sacrificing for that goal. Your wife and kids will also have to make sacrifices. Do you have things you want to accomplish? Well, I believe that you can. I believe in each and every one of you listening right now. And I want the will of God to be accomplished in your lives. And in order to do that, you need to set goals. Godly goals all have one thing in common. They all lead back to the kingdom of God. Every goal that you set should lead you back to the kingdom of God. If your goal forces you to miss church all the time, that is not a kingdom-minded goal. 
Well, I may have not just made some friends, but it's true anyways. Luke 11 and 2. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. So I have a little acronym to help us identify godly goals in your life. Grab your pen and paper. I know you're thinking, Nathan, I hate acronyms. They're so cheesy. Well, you're right. This one is cheesy too, but it's going to help us. <laughs> it's going to help us to solidify this in our mind. And I, it helped me. It helped my youth group. And I'm hoping that maybe it'll help you. Goals. G-O-A-L-S. Goals. Well, let's look at the acronym here for a minute. Let's start with the, here's what I want you to do. Write goals in a vertical line on a piece of paper. And we're going we're gonna to write out this acronym horizontally. Goals starts with a G. <laughs> okay, so in order to set goals, you need to start by being grateful. I know, I know. You're rolling your eyes. Nathan, are you really going to do this? Yes, I absolutely am. It's my podcast you can do something different on your podcast. You got to be grateful. God's not going to move you to the next thing if you won't thank him for the now thing. Every goal should be set by being grateful for what God has already done for you and for what you have already been able to accomplish. Goals are like bricks. They keep stacking on each other. And the next brick couldn't be elevated if it wasn't for the brick that had already been stacked. Goals are like bricks. And you have to be grateful for what God has already allowed you to do. Just the fact that you can wake up and take a breath is a gift from God. Please don't forget to be grateful in your goal setting this year. Because God's already really blessed you. Even if you don't accomplish the next thing, guess what? You're already super blessed. All right, so we got the G. Let's look at the O. Godly goals. The O is for others. Godly goal setting should not just be about you, but it should make a positive impact on others. Focus on others over self. This is a biblical concept. We can see this in the Word of God. Now, I know I'm speaking to the self-love culture where, you know, the culture is teaching you that you're the only thing that matters and your opinion is the only thing that matters and, and you just do you. But that's not what the Bible says. That's what the culture is telling you. The Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself and to turn the other cheek. And, and Jesus gave his life. Jesus said you have to lose your life so that you can find it. Goals should be focused on helping others. A doctor doesn't become a doctor because they want to make a lot of money. I'm, I'm sure that's a benefit. But doctors want to help others. That's why they get into that profession. Make sure that if you're going to go to eight years of college, that you're going to do it because God's called you to help others. Now, if you make some great money along the way, Praise God. God wants you to be blessed. <laughs> All right, we've got the G, we've got the O. Let's look at the A in goals. Ambitious. 
you have got to be ambitious. Nothing is impossible for God. So when you dream and set goals, you dream big. Dream big. Don't set uh, tiny little goals. You serve a big God. Set big goals. Your God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. So whatever you think you can accomplish, God can use you to do more than that. You serve a big God, so you should set big goals. Because it's not about you. It's about the God that you serve. He can push you and anoint you and use you for things that you could never have imagined. Trust me, I can testify that God has used me in capacities that I'm extremely unworthy and unqualified for. And he continues to do so because I serve a big God. L is for long term. Always striving to accomplish the long term goals. Not every goal is going to be accomplished in a day. Not every goal is going to be accomplished in a year. You need to have goals that push you into the long term. Something that's going to force you to to faithfulness. That was good. I'm going to say it again. Something that forces you into faithfulness. If your goal doesn't uh, uh, require faithfulness, then it's not a good goal. All right. Finally, let's look at the S in goals. The S is for separated People with godly goals are willing to be separated from the crowd. They stand out from the world. They're not worried about what everybody else is doing. And this is probably the most important point in our acronym, is that you should not be setting your goals based off what your peers are doing. God didn't call you to be somebody else. If everybody was a doctor, the world would be crazy. If everybody was a lawyer, the world would be crazy. If everybody was a preacher, we'd have nobody to preach to. So there's got to be saints. There's got to be fivefold ministry. God has a plan. He didn't call you to be me, and he didn't call me to be you. Set goals based off of where you are at in your life right now. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. If you want God to receive your goals and help you to accomplish your goals, then you need to be willing to separate yourself from the world and separate yourself from others and be the distinctive person that Jesus has called you to be. Every godly goal will have a goalie. I want you to think about this and and think about uh, soccer for just a minute. Maybe there's some soccer fans that are listening. Maybe you like hockey. Well, when they go to kick the soccer ball into the goal, uh, it's never just a straight shot. There's always somebody that is designated. There is a goalie that is designated to keep you from scoring that point. It's the same with hockey. If you want to uh, score that goal, there's going to be a goalie there with ice skates 
and he's going to be big and muscular and hard to get around. But they're still trying. They're still going. Well, I want to tell you that every goal that you set, if it's worth setting, if it's a godly goal, it's going to come with a goalie. There is going to be opposition to the goals that you set. Not everybody's going to love it. But there are three yeses that are very important in every goal. Number one, you need a yes from God. Number two, you need a yes from your pastor. And number three, you need a yes from your spouse. With those three yeses, you can move forward if you have their blessing to do what God has called you to do. The enemy hates godly apostolic young people who set godly goals because every godly goal will come with a goalie. And the devil hopes that the opposition will keep you from staying in the game. But every person that is seeking the will of God in their life will face obstacles. Sometimes life is like hockey. You have to keep moving forward and keep trying and keep skating. You may not score the goal every single time. Sometimes the goalie stops the shot, but you keep on trying. Anything worth doing will come with goalies. Every promised land will have a Jericho wall standing in front of it. Just keep marching and keep praying. If Nathan French is goal-oriented with kingdom business, then God will be working and taking care of my business. Now, I want to end today's episode with with a little challenge. I want you to write down three goals that you would like to accomplish in the next year. And this may not be something that you share with anybody, but maybe you want to share it uh, with your pastor or with your spouse. You definitely need to share it with God. You need to take these goals before the Lord in prayer because this is what the Bible tells us to do. It tells us that everything that we do uh, with our hands to commit it to the Lord, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. So three things, and you may have plans this year, but God's purpose is what will prevail. Sometimes God's purpose changes our plans a little bit, and we need to be able to roll with that. We need to make sure that our plans align with his purpose. If we'll do that, those three goals that you just wrote down, And maybe you're driving. Maybe you're mentally thinking about these goals. I want you to think about them. You can accomplish those goals as long as your plans are aligned with his purpose. Luke 1 and 37 says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Make sure that God is included in your plans. Because with God, all things are possible. Would you pray with me? Lord, I want to pray for each individual listener right now that you would bless them and that you would be with them. God, we come before you today humbly knowing that we can't do this without you, that we need your spirit to lead us and guide us to set kingdom-minded goals so that we can be everything that you have called us to be. Help us, Lord, to utilize our capacity and do everything that we can do for you that is humanly 
and spiritually possible. God, I pray for our listeners that you would encourage them and that you would lift them up. Remind them that it's not too late for them to do what you have called them to do. And we'll give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, you're so kind to stick around and listen to my rantings about goals. I hope uh, that this has helped you. These these concepts help me every day, every year. I set new goals, and that's how I am. If that's not your personality, I can certainly understand that. God made us all differently. But I think that you could apply some of these things to your life, and you could see you could look back at your life and say, you know what, if I hadn't set that goal, if I hadn't by faith spoken that and believed that, then I don't think it ever would have happened. And I hope you're able to look back six months from now, two months from now, who knows what God has planned for you and say, you know what, I thank God that I accepted that challenge because here I am today and God has been faithful. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Noteworthy Podcast. Shout out to all of you that have left five-star ratings and reviews. I'm so thankful that you took the time to do that. It's really helping the podcast. We were in the top 100 uh, religion and spirituality podcasts last week in Switzerland. So thanks to all of our listeners in Switzerland. We're so thankful for you. People are listening all over the world. Very humbled and excited by that. If you happen to be subscribed to the Pentecostal Life magazine put out by the UPCI, you might notice an article in there written by Rachel and myself about our new song, Won't Let Me Go. So if you see that in there, be sure to uh, tag us in it so that we can see that you've read that story. I hope that that blesses you, the story behind that song. I'm excited about the things to come, and I'm excited about what God is doing We look forward to seeing you next week.